Welcome, True Believer readers, to another episode of Let's Read Spider-Man. And here's a man who hallucinated that Spider-Man was actually wearing a gas mask, my lucid friend, Eddie. How are you today, Eddie? I'm feeling uh, a little sore. I've been doing a lot of activity, um, but I don't think I've been hallucinating. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder what reality I'm in compared to everybody else, but I don't know. How about you, James B.? You know what? Why don't we just start things off here from June of 1977, The Amazing Spider-Man number 169, Confrontation by Ween, Andrew, and Esposito. As Spidey cleans up a prison escape, across town J. Jonah frets about the costs of repairing and reparations to the city for his most recent spider fracas. Despite negative press in the Daily Globe, J. Jonah heads to the office to reveal his ace-in-the-hole info about Spider-Man. Um, why isn't J. Jonah in jail? He is running around the city with a spider slayer, endangering how many innocent victims and destroying things all over? Well, Eddie, it's being presented by a rival newspaper, right? That he's a vigilante against Spider-Man. So, I mean, I mean, they, yes, the police should follow up, but it's not facts. And Eddie, I'm being completely serious. Vigilantism is kind of a crime the public often supports like technically even like most superheroes are vigilantes aren't they correct james b well we cut to a few panels of harry checking out his shamarmy psychiatrist's office before returning to j jonah knocking on peter's apartment door um correct me if i'm wrong but is harry's doctor depicted as a little slimy here i think he's actually presented okay i don't think they want us to be suspicious of this guy at all however (laughs) You name a professor or doctor from these Spider-Man comics who hasn't battled Spider-Man in some way, and I'll name you two that have. Uh, okay, okay. All right. Well, all right. Fair enough. Did you, did but... you really want to do that now? Or you just know it won't work out for you, right? Like you can... <laughs> I'm just going to read a slimy okay. line here. <laughs> okay, sure. Go ahead. Do you want to hear my slimy line? Yes, um, go ahead. Okay, so he's talking to Harry, and then he says, soon we'll be able to cut these sessions to a dot 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 and then liz says hi am i too early dr hamilton and he goes no dot 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 not at all hmm interesting and then he's he's like looking at him and then he looks at them again through his window i, I don't okay then i'll give you the line that is the counter argument okay let's hear it same page like just you know two panels later i guess he says now there goes one lovely couple it seems a woman like Liz was just what the doctor ordered for Harry Osborne. It still feels slimy a little bit to me. I mean, he's a... I, it sort of implies that he's like, hey, it worked out. Liz Liz is with Harry. Like, that's great. I actually don't think it's that bad. And, and, I don't hey, know. But look, my, my belief is, like I just said, every doctor and every professor is a villain. <laughs> But they're not doing enough to tip me off yet. They like I know it because it's like, come on, why is this? Story? But you think that there's enough information there that we should already be suspicious? I just didn't think so. But you know, that's all. I, I'm not saying uh, he's just slimy. I don't like it. Anyways, all right, all right, fine. Uh, in Peter's apartment, Jay Jonah is calmly smoking his cigar when he abruptly grabs Peter's head, looking for a mask. After realizing Peter doesn't have a mask on, he reveals the photos of Spider-Man incinerating the Parker clone. Thankfully, Peter has a very reasonable explanation for these pictures. 
I had to read this section no less than three times. Yeah, we we need to walk through these two pages more carefully. Uh, the listeners are going to be lost if we don't go panel by panel because your explanation, you know, we, we need to do this. Do you have a, do you have a minute for this? Let, of course. Let's of course do. do. I would love to have any clarity help me here. Okay. So, he, so Jonas says, <clears throat> Now, I don't know why you decided to impersonate Parker, and frankly, I don't want to. I just... And he's like, Mr. Jameson, there has to be an explanation. And then he, Peter's thinking about it, and he's like, these f- photos look familiar. And then he says, look. And he pulls out these other photos that have... If you take like a photo of Spider-Man bending over, and then a photo of Peter laying on a beach blanket next to MJ, and you took the Peter and the Spider-Man and you put them together, you could make like the photo that he had. So Peter's trying to say, somebody took two of my photos and made a fake photo. Do you agree that's what he starts with? Okay, all right, yes. And so he, he says, you know, these are fake photos. And then Jonas says, but you're the only one that has access to these photos. <laughs> He says, who could have done this? And then Peter says, well, Harry Osborne could have done it because while we were roommates, he was the Green Goblin. <laughs> and he says, maybe he tried to incriminate me. And then Jay Jonas is like, you know what? Fine, we're good. I, th- I, I believe you. He shakes his hand. And he leaves, and then Peter's like, hey, everything's fine now. Now, there's a little bit more to it. So, uh, my problem is, he blames Harry, because he says to everyone, well, you know, Harry was a Green Goblin, everyone. (laughs) Everyone knows that? Yeah, everyone knows that, and if they do, (laughs) why is he allowed to walk around on the streets? We were just talking about Jay Jonah supposed to go to jail. Wow. But what what does jo- what does Jonah think here though? Jonah thinks that Spider-Man killed Peter Parker and then is wearing a Peter Parker mask, right? That's what that's what he thinks. And Peter's like, "No, no, no. I'm Peter. <laughs> Harry is just pretending that Spider-Man killed me to get Spider-Man in trouble <laughs> for killing me." Uh, it gets And then it's like he says Maybe in his delirium, he tried to incriminate me. And J. Jonah's like, enough, Parker. You've convinced me. And the thought level for Peter is, I have. <laughs> Peter has this goofy, like, Archie comic-looking panel where he's yes. laughing. He thinks everything's fine now because he pulled off this thing. This was, this was, yeah, Peter's very excited here. He's he's full of joy. and He is joyful that J. Jonah is off his trail for now. Spidey playfully swings about town while the public admires him. Note, there are many admirers saying how much they like Spider-Man below. Eventually, you, he... I can't interrupt you. Did, there's a couple of them, right? Yeah, four. Did you see, and could you describe them um, just quickly? We have an older man with a mustache, a young yep. woman, mm-hmm. a, uh, a, a young black man here. Yep. And then a guy who looks a little bit like Dr. Faustus without a beard, he's same kind of glasses, like a Dick right. Tracy that, kind of outfit. Is that your final answer? Yes. I think the guy with the mustache is supposed to be Stan Lee. Oh, I could see that. 
I mean, it's not like clearly, but you have to think, what does Stan Lee look oh, like in 1977? Yeah. And if you look at what everybody else is saying, the three non-Stan Lee people say, isn't it exciting to see Spider-Man in action, Clancy? Sure is, Michelle. I think he's the greatest. Don't you, mister? And he's like, well, he's not exactly Vera Valiant, son, but I guess he'll do. And I'm sure if we look up Vera Valiant, it's like another Stanley creation or something like yeah. that, right? Uh, so. Good call, James B. You are almost certainly correct there. Uh, well, um, eventually, uh, Spidey spies a suspicious character entering an abandoned warehouse. He breaks into the building, exposing an underground lair with a couple of purple-suited goons practicing their goonish crafts. After Spidey stops an out-of-control laser from blasting the ceiling, he spies a familiar tubby form snooping on him. It's not the Kingpin. It's Dr. Faustus. And we end. See? Another evil doctor. <laughs> I'm this, you know, I've been thinking of the good doctors. I mean, we got Dr. Bromwell. He's a good guy, right? He hasn't done anything wrong yet. Again, I can... You give me you give me a good one. I'll give you two bad ones. All right, I'll go with Faustus and Doom. <laughs> That's right. I'll take Dr. the low hanging. I'll take the low hanging fruit are we, here. Are we going to count Doc Doc Connors as a good doctor? He's a good nope. doctor, right? Nope. No, because he's nope. a lizard too. Yes, because he's a, a murderous monster. Yes, he's in the bad <laughs> column. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, Professor Warren. I don't think I can think of any other good doctors. Professor Smythe. As as a, as a bad doctor, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Every time you name a good one, I can name two oh. bad ones. And yeah, I, I can't think of any other good ones other than Dr. Bromwell. Dr. Jonas Harrow. Dr. Jonas Harrow. <laughs> I mean, is there any professors or doctors that, besides Bromwell that are good, that are, you know... Jorgensen? Jorgensen? Sure. I, but again, it's like yeah. right now we're on six to two. So you got to... All right. You got me there. Well, lots of bad... Um, I this was such a dumb fight at the end of this book. There's a moment here where Spidey's like, "Whew, I'd hate to have to go through that again." And then because Goon just grabs him, and I'm like, "Yo, Spidey, where's the Spidey sense? He can't just sneak up and grab Spider-Man." Yeah, but the guy shot a laser at him. He moved out of the way. Then, the, then he, the gun went off, and it kind of almost like you know disabled itself and knocked to the side. Then the roof started caving, and he get hit by a bunch of rocks. It says clunk, pow, thou. And then he's tired. He gets grabbed from basically two different guys from behind. Yes. And then the other guy starts punching him. <coughs> but Spider-Man's like, yeah, whatever. And then he slams all their heads together. So he really only had a moment where the guy punched him and hurt himself. So True. really he didn't, he didn't have a big problem. Right. I, you know, I like the spider sense. So, But let's see what happens to Dr. Faustus, James B. All right. Well, from July of 1977, The Amazing Spider-Man 170, Madness is All in the Mind. By Ween, Andrew, Yakoya, and Esposito. And Eddie, just to let you know, uh, I also owned this book as a young James B. Uh, well, uh, while calmly puffing his cigarette holder, Dr. Faustus starts this book with a recap of how he nearly escaped death last time while fighting Captain America. Uh, then Dr. Octopus comes out of the wall attacking Spider-Man. He is followed by the Vulture, Morbius, Man-Wolf, and the Shocker. Fortunately, Dr. Faustus commands the translucent villains away from the hallucinating Spidey. Uh, Spider-Man has had so many offbeat issues that I thought I had seen Dr. Faustus before, but this is his first appearance in Spider-Man, right? And I went back to check and I reread parts of issue 24 with Dr. Ludwig Reinhardt <laughs> way back in the day. 
um, as a little issue twenty four of Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Ludwig Reinhardt refreshed me and the listeners. This, Which one this is, is when the furniture all like is upside down. And it turns out oh. to be Mysterio. Yes, that's right. <laughs> there is no Dr. Lude. If you want to consider Dr. Ludwig Reinhardt a real doctor, he would also be another evil doctor. That's right. Hey, I actually like the explanation of how uh, this guy survived his fall to his death. I, I thought this was kind of okay. Like, you know, he falls out of a plane and then he's like, you know, I stripped off my jacket. because He's wearing a suit. You know, he's wearing a green yeah. suit. Apparently in all scenes, he's wearing the same green suit because it's, you know, when he's almost dying. And he had a, Eddie, he said he had a very thin parachute, wafer thin parachute underneath his clothes. Yeah, he's a big guy. That could, that could be easy. I agree. Well, hold on. You know, really? You can fit a, you can fit a parachute under your clothes? I, like I think so. Okay. All right. He's, he's a I mean, big dude, too. Like, you know, this is just one more X on his triple XL suit here. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. We could hide it in his girth and no one would notice Yeah, there you much. go. All right. Eddie, <laughs> um, I I flew through the beginning of this book. No one likes stories with hallucinations. Uh, I read those sections quickly. The The fact that, you know, there's almost a purpose to it because the hallucinations are going to be a way that he can sort of gain right. favor with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But it's, regardless, this is just kind of dumb. Uh, all right. Well, um, meanwhile... Liz and MJ are shopping for wedding dresses for the upcoming Liz and Harry wedding. Um, do you feel like MJ indicates she'd like to get married here? Uh, no. No? What does it say here? Do you? I do. Well, uh... Oh, well, you, you asked me. I said no. I didn't know how you felt. I so. Yeah, I feel like I, I wonder what Peter Parker would think if he saw me in this. It seems leading a little bit and then liz says why yes we're looking for the we're looking for wedding and then mj says well and uh actually she's the one who's really looking and she gives kind of a like coy turn of the head and there's all these little like lines coming off her head like she's startled i think this indicates mj's looking to get married here all right i agree with you now oh okay all right well um back to dr faustus in his headquarters spider-man is completely under the control of the doctor due to the specially prepared cigarette smoke spidey has inhaled with spidey the doctor's goons finished boring into a secret laboratory uh hypnotized spidey then bypasses all the lab's laser security protections and dr faustus finds what he's looking for a large container of the new antelope flu vaccine the vaccine is slated to be distributed to the public, but if Faustus adds a psychogenic additive, then he will be able to hypnotically control millions of people. Fun plot here, James B. Well, in a less fun plot, a whole page is dedicated to someone planning on renting Aunt May's old house for some reason. That will be resolved in the future. So, yeah, I like your plot better than the one that I had to look at on the next page. <laughs> All right. Um, but Spidey... He wakes up and stops Faustus and his goons. He comes out of his trance from the smoke. Um, They battle. And even though Spidey gets another dose of psychedelic smoke, he is able to reactivate the security systems, thereby catching Faustus. Spidey departs before the police arrive to receive their webbed up. Faustus. Uh, What a character Faustus is. 
I've been reading about the uh, government's psychedelic mind control studies and program. And um, this is like right, you know, right at the time these things are all getting banned from the government, um, through the government. You mean in the 70s? Yeah, I mean, many of them had already been, well, several of them had already been banned a little bit before that. But by 1977, it was like, everything was gone. These these lasers, are they deadly or not? The ones that are protecting the secure lab? Yeah. They only, well, I mean, Faustus would be dead. He got hit by like, I don't know, six or seven of them. So just a stunning laser. Doesn't seem like what's the point of stunning lasers? You don't need a murder on their hands. <laughs> Sounds like a large yeah, retainer for a lawyer for this lab. <laughs> I, I guess, but I mean, what's the point of having like, oh, watch out, everyone, you're going to be stunned? Well, like, well, when you know, doofus McDoofusy lab assistant pushes the button accidentally, <laughs> we don't want him getting killed. Hmm. So, if you were going to design a lab, right? You would put stun lasers around it, <laughs> so that way there, yeah, somebody really. I, I would avoid lethal protection of my lab. I, I mean, if once again, if there was an accident, you know, then I don't want somebody to die if somebody accidentally turned the security system on. I just think it's. I find it very unusual that they have that the lasers only stun people as opposed to, huh. you know, whatever. A weak, non-lethal weak security, James. <laughs> I'm, I'm fearful this might creep into a sponsor someday. <laughs> Maybe it's the time to talk about our sponsor of this episode. Eddie, do you want to keep your family and your possessions safe like a good, responsible father? Yes, of course. Well, Eddie, have I got a great new security system for you to keep your family safe. <laughs> now listen up. Technologist Marla Madison has created a home security system modeled after the one where the flu vaccine was kept. Okay, it's very similar. Installed in your own home. Okay. Deadly lasers will trigger and destroy anyone who steps on the wrong tiles while your family safely walks on the correct parts of the floor. Don't worry, there'll be no stunned intruders that can get up and bother your daughters or some temporarily incapacitated intruders who can get up and steal all your money. It's one and done. Oh, and Eddie, I know what you're thinking. It's pet safe with weight adjustments, not to trigger for anything under 30 pounds. And each laser will have a full 20 deadly shots. So check out the Daily Bugle advertisement for details on how you can get the Marla Madison home security system installed. And Eddie, laser refills are conveniently available at Circle K's, Wawa's, and 7-Eleven stores all across the United States. So, Eddie, are you ready to stop your daughter's nightmares and protect your Spider-Man tea kettle from being taken from a stunned intruder with a new home security system? I, I don't know if something could be more dangerous in my house. Although I do like supporting Wawa. That is one of my favorite trucks, you know, gas station trucks Excellent. to stop at when I'm driving across the country. But uh, we have to walk in a special combination yeah, across Eddie, our you tiles. Can, you probably can get up in the middle of the night and make it to the bathroom without tripping. You'll be awake at this time. <laughs> 
Oh, just, it's just, I just, my daughter's gonna be like, oh yeah, step over my dad's uh, stunned body. Not there. stunned, not stunned. <laughs> too sleepy. Oh, <laughs> murdered by his own laser system. I don't even want to think about having stunned criminals in my house, getting up and being angrier than ever. You don't want to poke the bear, as they say, Eddie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Eddie. You're this, Eddie. When you're your tea kettle, you're like, hey. I got my Spider-Man. Gone, t- you, have, huh? you have a nice tea kettle, don't you? Yeah, I got a great Spider-Man tea kettle. Love How it. upset would you be if some, you know, low-life teapot. Spider-Man teapot stealer just walked in your house, took a couple stun shots, be, and then kept going, terrible. Eddie? But since it can knock Dr. Faustus out, I'm not. <laughs> he's not 300 pounds of muscle, but he's definitely. He's not even pounds. knocked out, Eddie, in the book. He's literally angry if you look at him in the last panel. The guys oh, are just making jokes. He's not knocked out. Look at around his head. He's got the little the little uh, marks around that shows he's shaking his head angrily. That's his feet he falls are wiggling. On his face in the book. No, James. his feet are wiggling and he's shaking his head mad because the guy's making corny jokes. Because the cops in these books, you know, they're like, "Well, I'm not really sure, Harry, but I think I can make a pretty good guess." Bump, bump, You know, he, the guy's making jokes and they're all laughing at him and he's like shaking his head angrily. I don't know, James B. Sounds, sounds All right. dangerous. I'll take another one. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> Safe for him. Eddie, um, what did you think of these two books? Uh, they were okay. I didn't have any big problems with them. I I liked... I know you don't like this hallucination going on, but it was nope. brief, and I like how Spidey was mind-controlled. We know this is a huge weakness of his, and, but I feel like it's been a while since I've seen a hallucination or mind control, and... Um, I also was very happy to have a conclusion with Jay Jonah and these goofy photos, albeit <laughs> strange and confusing um, in the first one, in one, uh, what is it, 169. I think you're thinking these books are good because we're stuck doing the Spectacular Spider-Man books <laughs> and the Marvel books. That could be, the bar is low. <laughs> these are not, these are just, these are just not good, but that's my okay. opinion. And, and if people, people want to agree with you or me and they wanted to reach out to let us know, how could they tell us? Ah, you could email us anytime at letsreadspiderman at gmail.com. Or you could find us on Twitter at Let's Read Spidey. And it's time for the close. I'm James B. Joined by Eddie. And remember, listeners, if you fall off a building or out of a plane, just activate your wafer-thin parachute and you'll be fine. Goodbye. Goodbye. Eddie, I did look up uh, Vera Valiant. Yeah, who is this? The Virtue of Vera Valiant was a hilarious syndicated comic strip by Spider-Man creator Stan Lee and Frank <laughs> Springer. You you that you nailed it, James B. Very impressive. That's got to be Stan Lee. You're correct. Yeah, wow. in, it was in newspapers in the 70s. It valiantly spoofed the conventions of soap opera style comic strips with deliberate campiness and it was illustrated with deadpan seriousness. Because if you looked at it without reading the words, you could think it's a straightforward, serious, mellow drama strip. So there you go. Like a, like a Prince uh, Valiant or something, right? It ran from 76 to 77. So it's exactly oh. what, you know. Yeah, right in there. Yep, exactly what's going on here. So it has got to be. A, could, could this be first appearance of Stan Lee? That'd be exciting.
I feel like I'm. I feel like we're keeping up very closely with Spidey. Um, hey, at the beginning of 169, the splash page here says Spidey. He says a hole in my boot. Okay, that just about sinks it. Um, he has boots on. Did you let know me this? Let me jump over and check that out with you. So he does look like his shoe does seem to be more solid. Yeah, I guess we never really thought about what his feet were. He's not wearing bare feet, is he? I, I've been I've been letting this go for a really long time. If we remember all the way back to when Green Goblin actually captured Peter Parker, they are fighting and like Peter Parker has his shoes on and he's climbing up walls with just his feet. Mm. And I was like, mm, uh, I don't know about that. I always assumed he didn't have a shoe on in his costume because how is his spider power working through a boot or a shoe? Um, I, I don't like the attention being brought to this consistency problem with Spider-Man. 